This episode is brought to you by Modi Body. These are the yays of our lives. Busy and happy are not the same thing. We too rarely question what makes the heart sing. We work, then we rest, but rarely we play and often don't realise there's more than one way. So this is a platform to hear and explore the stories of those who found lives they adore. The good, bad and ugly, the best and worst day will bear all the facets of seizing your yay. I'm Sarah Davidson, or Spoonful of Sarah, a lawyer turned fun entrepreneur who swapped the suits and heels to co-found Matcha Maiden and Matcha Milk Bar. Seize the Yay is a series of conversations on finding a life you love and exploring the self-doubt, challenge, joy, and fulfillment along the way. Welcome to a brand new month, beautiful neighborhood. I can't believe we're already in March and the Easter paraphernalia is showing up in supermarkets. The autumn wind is also making itself very known in this particular room of my house, which is pretty annoying. <laughs> but done is better than perfect, so I decided to press on. I am certain that time is getting faster every year and I'm sure I can't be the only one who's noticed. It's funny though, with the sort of forced slowdown of last year, I think we all started to reflect a little bit on the concept of time and pace and speed for the first time in years for some of us, and maybe even started evaluating whether we'd been striking the right balance in terms of our pace and speed. And it's even funnier how quickly we seem to have forgotten a lot of those revelations this year, as soon as we're not forced to think about them every single day. You've probably heard me explain my little theory before that technology and the digital age have allowed our lives to speed up to an albeit very exciting pace that does enrich our lives in so many ways. But my theory is it's happened so abruptly in the past few generations that our minds and bodies just haven't had time to catch up. They haven't been able to evolve to actually cope with it all. Generations before us, of course, have also experienced modernity and big changes, but at a more incremental pace that their minds have been able to gradually and gently adjust to as things change bit by bit. But we've started changing in quantum leaps with complete lifestyle and life structure changes every few years, forcing our bodies and minds to level up constantly beyond what I think we're actually built to deal with. So my theory is that that's why there's such an increase in general anxiety and mental health struggles, sort of as fallout of this overstimulation and bombardment with information and data, which ties into something I also talk a lot about on CZA, that it is rudely possible to have too much of a good thing. And that while we tend to believe that if we can do something, we should do it to its maximum extent, that this actually isn't the case. Over many years, I've started to realise that life is probably not going to slow down to a pace that's healthy for me, all of its own accord. So I have to consciously and actively decide to implement boundaries that slow me down on purpose, even though the force of the current all around me is very hard to resist. It's genuinely quite difficult for us all to live in a world that lets you go at a default pace that's actually far too much for your body to handle, because if left to your own devices, of course, you want to go as fast as you actually can. Which in a very roundabout way, which is the way I do most things, brings me to our quote of the yay for this week's episode, which is all about time, pace and priorities. Even in a world where we almost have more time than we ever have had because we can fit in so much more to each day, we still feel like we don't have time for things and can never fit it all in. 
So today's quote is one I turn to often when I'm feeling that frustration of never having enough time. The quote is, you always have time for the things you make time for. So simple, but so profound. And another way that this is often put is, if something is a priority, you'll find a way. And if not, you'll find an excuse. They remind me that if something is important enough to me, I'll make time for it. And if I'm not finding time for it, then it's probably not really a priority. It also reminds me that we don't actually need to have time for everything, only for the important things. And yet so often we try to fit in more than is actually necessary to our lives, just as I mentioned, because we can. And it also reminds me that a happy and healthy life means actually deciding what are the important things and consciously prioritizing those rather than not discriminating between anything and then trying to fit it all in. I think we so often talk about prioritizing, but then we don't actually do it in our actions. When was the last time you sat down and ranked the things in your life that are actually important or thought about the things you're making time for that aren't important, but that constantly push the important things off the list? Something my mum has taught me for years that I've been preaching forever but always forget to do myself is to run through a little prioritisation matrix. So draw four boxes on a piece of paper and label them as follows. Urgent and important, not urgent and important, urgent and not important, and neither urgent nor important. Bit of a tongue twister, but if you write it down, it'll all make sense. And then you simply divide everything you have to do on your to-do list into those four categories and suddenly everything in your life becomes much clearer. Our society's love for excess and more is so good in so many ways and I've benefited from it in so many ways in my life, but it's also so skewed when it comes to our belief that we need lots of stuff to be happy. In fact, the happiest I've been has been when I've been really focused very narrowly on just a few things that matter most and excluded all the fluff and noise. So you do actually have time for the things you make time for. You just have to set about finding what they are and then carefully carve the rest of your time around them. Just some food for thought as you enter a new month and a new season, maybe it's the perfect time to do a little bit of prioritization. And if all else fails, just remember, even Beyonce has the same amount of hours in a day. And yes, of course, she has many, many people to help maximize the time and delegate all her tasks, but there are still only 24 hours a day that she can fit her life into. You can only imagine the prioritization that she has to do to be able to actually get to the things that are important. And for me, one of the things that I normally would maybe not make time for, but that I did end up deciding was a priority and I was going to carve out some time for in the week, was coming back to the activities that don't have a productive outcome. I know I talk all the time about play TA, but I do very often forget it myself. This week, however, for the first thing, I took my beautiful mum to the ballet to see last week's incredible guest, principal artist Amy Harris, in the Australian Ballet's first performance in over a year, which actually happened at Margaret Court Arena. So that in itself was a unique and special experience. The orchestra was more visible. They were above the dancers. You could see better because the seats were around the whole stage. It was just so magical. And you wouldn't believe the uplift in our mood and joy for days afterwards from simply allowing just a few hours to purely enjoy an art form for the pleasure of it. It's so funny. We didn't get better at dancing ourselves. We didn't achieve anything. You know, we weren't winning or learning anything. We were just there for the sake 
And you forget to make time for those things, but you also forget that when you do it, we just allowed ourselves the blissful immersion in beautiful music and beautiful expression and artistry that that actually rubs off on you for days afterwards. And we have been floating on cloud nine, twinkling our toes ever since. And the second thing I did was another thing that made me feel very joyful, which is also the first of our neighborhood watch stories for this week that literally happened in my neighborhood a few doors down. I don't actually have this guest for you this week in person, and I'm realizing Yeighborhood Watch might not have a guest recording every single week, but there are still so many community stories out there that I'll still collect them each week to share and just have guests come on when they can actually join. This amazing human will be joining in the coming weeks. Um, She's so generously agreed to jump on the show, so I won't reveal it all right now, but she's definitely worth mentioning just quickly because she is bringing so much joy to a whole suburb around her. Before we continue today, I've got a quick word on today's partner in Yay, Modibody, and the wonderful work they're doing for sustainability, self-acceptance, and seizing the Yay. Understandably, periods aren't our favourite thing to talk about or experience, but that has made it too easy for us to overlook that over a hundred billion menstrual disposables end up in landfill annually and can take 500 to 800 years to break down. Each of us will use on average 11,000 disposables in our lifetime, but Modibody provides a sustainable and surprisingly sleek solution with their period underwear range, allowing us to accept and love our bodies as they are, as well as loving the planet. And in February, they're shining a special light on body love and self-acceptance, helping us embrace the leaks, periods, tummy rolls and all. Hello, bloopers. (laughs) For me, a big part of that has been pushing through the stigma around certain topics of conversation that can often stop us accessing important information about our bodies. While the idea of period underwear definitely once made me cringe, wearing Modibody has helped me understand just how far technology has come to make the sustainable option sleek, discreet and comfortable. I understand my cycle better now and feel more in touch with my body as well as facing head on the impact of the products I was using on our beautiful planet. I highly recommend you check them out and give them a try with 15% off when you use the code SEAS15. Link in the show notes now. To give you the backstory, I've been walking past this one house for years. Every time we walk Paul, there's just this beautiful house we walk past that has an ever-growing, eclectic collection of ornaments and toys and colourful tidbits and kites in the front garden that absolutely flies in the face of our area's signature minimalism. But it makes me smile so much every time. It's just an explosion of rainbow and joy coming out of the front garden. And I'd never seen the owner, but had always wondered about the story behind it all and just wanted to thank them for making the effort to put on such a beautiful display for strangers to enjoy. Last week, I was driving past the place and happened to spot some people in the front yard hanging new things up. And I pretty much just abandoned my car in the middle of the road to jump out and finally get to meet this creator. And I was greeted by the most delightful woman named Dee, who has dubbed the beautiful garden her Garden of Deedon. And a few of her friends who were helping her add some new additions to the trees were just having a little session of improving the beautiful things that were on offer. I 
stayed with both of them and chatted for almost an hour, learning how much Dee believes in spreading joy and loves trawling op shops and markets for new things to display in her garden. She's even made a little enchanted walkway that you can go through to get to the next street and welcomes everyone in the neighbourhood to come and enjoy the experience. The gigantic elephant earrings that she was wearing that looked like a smiling Dumbo were enough to keep me smiling the whole time, let alone her infectious energy. We had such a great time and she ended up inviting me to a barbecue a few days later that she was putting on for a little street party for no reason, just for the fun of it. So, of course, I headed to the barbecue a few days later to be greeted by a DJ playing music, a free sausage sizzle, and Dee in a glorious outfit she had made for her. It was like this gorgeous rainbow fabric with Mr. Men all over it, you know, like Mr. Tall, Mr. Grumpy, Mr. Strong, in delightfully bright colours. Both times, it was so nice not to impose any time limit on being there and to just stay and chat for as long as it was enjoyable. We met her friends from primary school all the way through to her daughter and grandchildren daughter who also stopped by to enjoy the fun. Sometimes talking to a complete stranger is so enriching and joyful. Nick and I both had such a great time. And I also found out that Dee has Parkinson's, so can't always hang up her decorations by herself, but has a lovely bunch of friends she calls her fairies who help her keep adding to the collection. I've been on a high all week from meeting Dee and I'm heading back to her house to record some of her actual story this week for you all. We get so closed off sometimes to our existing networks, but stopping in the middle of the street to make a new friend can lead to the most interesting conversations and great lessons. So that was my little literal neighborhood watch moment from this week. And I love how this segment has encouraged me to look harder around me rather than having my head down all the time. Now, just for you guys to do the same and keep sending those stories in, March is full of road trips and adventures following up on some of your submissions so far, so I am so excited for what's to come. Two other cool things in the neighbourhood that I wanted to mention this week come from a little bit closer to home, although not literally, since <laughs> Dee lives literally really close to my home. The first is from one of our past guests, the legendary Moana Hope. You may already know of Moana's sister, Lavinia, or Vinny, who has a rare neurological syndrome called Mebius syndrome and for whom Vinny and her beautiful wife, Belle, are full-time carers. Head back to listen to Mo's episode to hear all about their beautiful relationship and what an incredible inspiration Vinny is to them and the community. But they've taken that to a whole new level since we recorded our episode last year. Mo, Belle and Vinny have established the Vinspiration Foundation to raise awareness for disability charities that are making a difference to so many families. They've made some gorgeous t-shirts with the Vinspiration logo featuring Vinnie herself and 100% of profits will go to a different disability charity each month who will also be shared across their network to help spread awareness. I recently read about the second charity they supported, Autism Swim, that's on a mission to change the terrifying statistic that children with autism are 160 times more likely to drown than their peers. And the organisation runs a free Autism Dippers swimming program. And I saw so many families respond with such gratitude who didn't even know these services existed, but who could actually use them and are now able to access them in a life-changing way. So knowing that your purchase of this gorgeous T-shirt goes towards funding programs like this, how could you not go and buy a t-shirt? <laughs> I'll pop the link in show notes, kids. Please go and grab one and make sure you listen to Moana's episode. She is one of the most legendary humans. I would want to support anything she did, but then knowing about Vinny, their special relationship and what a 
shining star Vinny is in herself. There's this beautiful, beautiful story in the episode about how they found Vinny on the treadmill in the middle of the night because she had to get her walking done. She's just so motivated and such a sweetheart. And I thought that was something worth mentioning in the neighborhood. And the other thing in the neighborhood for this week is another beautiful display of kindness, this time from an amazing young man named Reed, the son of Michael and Jared, otherwise known as the Real Dads of Melbourne. I met this incredible trio, plus two dogs, Ernest and Billy, as we have the same management team. Shout out to our girl Genevieve Day. And they are an absolute joy to know and follow. Reed is just 10 years old, but wanted to spread his mission for human kindness and acceptance, particularly driven by his personal experience of uniqueness with his Anglo-Indian background and modern family being born through a surrogate. So he started hand-drawing faces representing people of all ages, skin colours, religions and abilities to then be printed onto gorgeous drink bottles that he now sells through his business, Reed William. And if that weren't enough, he's also partnered with TLC for Kids, one of my favourite charities, to donate a portion of his online sales to. The founder and CEO of TLC is actually coming on the show I actually recorded him today and it will come out in the next couple of weeks. He is an absolute legend. I cannot wait to share his energy and his vision. He's been doing this since 1998 and is changing lives all over the place. So you'll hear all about the amazing things they do for sick children and their families in the toughest times of their lives. But I mean, seriously, read this 10-year-old has more drive and emotional intelligence than I did at 20 and maybe even 30. The Real Dads have actually never told their story on a podcast, but have a agreed to come on Seize the A when the time is right. So if you want to hear more, stay tuned. But for now, go and check out Reed William and his beautiful drink bottles. And seeing how all the little faces on the bottles are hand-drawn is just so sweet. The dad's actually shared quite a few of the behind the scenes of his original sketches and him drawing each person and explaining who they were and what they meant to him. It's just so absolutely heartwarming and so inspiring to me that it's a 10-year-old who's doing these incredible things. What an amazing week for the neighborhood. I just smile so much thinking about all of these three stories and hope you guys do too. Finally, for our recommendations, thank you for the submissions again this week. It's been so nice seeing traction start to build on the submissions front. Our standout recommendation this week was one I also recently fell in love with and binged in an embarrassingly short amount of time. I came into it late in the piece and then caught up far too quickly. Schitt's Creek is a Canadian sitcom created by father and son Eugene and Dan Levy. You might remember Eugene as the dad from American Pie, and Dan could only be his son once you see their fabulous eyebrows next to each other. (laughs) It started out as a bit of a cult underdog of a show on Netflix, but very soon attracted the heavy-hitting accolades, absolutely cleaning up at the Emmys last year, winning seven major comedy awards and setting a record for winning all four major acting categories, which once you watch the show, you will completely understand. It's based on a very wealthy family losing all their money and having to relocate to Schitt's Creek, a small town they once purchased as a joke. The story then follows how they adjust to life without money and make a new life for themselves living in two rooms of a motel. It's definitely one of those shows I'd say you should give a proper first session with a few episodes in a row to warm you into the characters because if you weren't concentrating from the start it could seem a little bit superficial but that's also because all the characters actually start that way. 
But as the seasons progress, you'll come to absolutely adore them and all their quirks, the way they rediscover their humanity and build new relationships in the community. It's just so light and heartwarming. The writing is hysterically funny as well. I love it even more because it came from a father-son duo. And the daughter, who is Dan's sister, is also one of the actresses. It's just an amazing, amazing team. And when the show finished, I actually pined for all the characters, missing how much their antics and adventures made me smile. So if you're looking for a full binge-worthy series that pulls the heartstrings a bit but also makes you laugh without being too heavy, you want to get deep in shit. I'll sign off now since I've been talking for a long time. And again, I promise I'll be breaking up my voice with some co-hosts and banter in due time, just working on a few leads there. So sorry if you're getting sick of me. (laughs) I hope you're having an amazing start to this new month and a seizing your yay.